So about four days ago, James and I saw Killers of the Flower Moon, and it took us four days to digest this film, which is why we didn't get a review out earlier. Um, it's directed by Martin Scorsese and stars his usuals of Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, and it also stars Lady Gladstone, and everything about this movie is a big contender for the Oscars. Um, it's based in the 1920s, based on the Osage Native American tribe, in Oklahoma, who is starting to get murdered after oil is found on their land and the FBI starts to investigate um, these murders. So, James, what are your thoughts on Killers of the Flower Moon? Oh, man, this this movie was, uh, it was big. And it's three and a half hours long, and you do feel that. For me, for this movie, it's it's like what I said to you straight after coming out. I'm like, man, it's a masterpiece. Straight up, it's a masterpiece. But I didn't quite know why. Just, there's still so much I had to think about and kind of, unpack and, and digest personally um but yeah three hours and 26 minutes this movie so there's certainly a lot to think about and especially with scorsese's narrative style at the end of the day this movie is a slow burn it's not you know uh like very action-packed and like i guess like you know uh, avatar the way of water or return of the king or avengers endgame those long movies as well this movie is a really slow movie and I, i'm not saying that in a bad thing in any way for the for the story, I thought um, it was laid out perfectly. I would even go to the extent that it could have been fleshed out even more. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been mad. This movie could go on for another half an hour, and I would have been perfectly fine with that. I don't know how you feel about that, but I certainly, I was kind of sad that it had finished. I was like, oh, damn, I could have gone for more. That was nothing. It kind of proves that runtime doesn't really mean much. The quality is great, and the quality is amazing here. The, the way the story comes out, it, it flows through its uh, three main characters and the way they've written it, it's very uh, complex, super interesting on, on it. And it allows for a lot of themes to flow through all different characters. And with that, it's just, it's all of it is thought provoking. And on the other side of it, it, it captures a very important part of American history and how um, back in the day, Americans, how they treated the indigenous people about how um, you know white Americans would go into uh, the Osage County and try to marry and inherit their way to get the land full of oil. And it, it really depicts it in a, it's quite a sickening way here. There's some sick <laughs> moments in this movie yeah. where it's like, oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. Like, yeah. Um, but you're, you're constantly questioning like kind of what's happening and who's doing what, who's pulling the strings. Um, and it's just anchored by such amazing performances. And I don't know who the standout is. I think right now I would say Lily Gladstone may be the best one in this movie. A hit of Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. She is the emotional anchor to the entire film. Just a, a brilliant, brilliant performance. All, all of the emotion just weighs on her and she has to carry that, that load. Don't get me wrong, DiCaprio and De Niro are absolutely fantastic it's really high up in both their careers i would say um but yeah lily gladstone she took it from me there's one moment in the movie where she just lets out this cry and i'm just i felt <laughs> it like so much and I'm, you know the moment yeah and it's like holy shit i was just chills man chills uh, i mean even even stuff with leo and and robert oh they're just so good these characters are written so with just a lot of complexity and you have to get really, really good actors to be able to pull it off. And what they do with the characters, I think it's just amazing. All three should be very high up there in terms of uh, Oscar potential. I think uh, even Jesse Plemons coming in, he just 
one of those <laughs> perfect supporting characters. Uh, yeah, he was great. Uh, you can everyone's hyped for Brendan Fraser, and he is uh massively uh overshadowed by everyone else because he's he's very uh okay. <laughs> um, and this uh this isn't the whale, mate. This is the tier above that. Um, yeah. As for you know the editing, it's three hours and twenty six minutes long. It's a hard thing to get right in terms of editing. The pacing is absolutely crucial to make it work, and I think we can both say it made it work. I was a little bit worried to uh, watch a movie of this length just because, you know, it is a long movie and it, it's hard to get that right. And there, I, I, there's not much worse movie watching experiences when the movie's, you know, around that three hour mark and it's not good. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. those types of movies, yeah, and you're just sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But this movie, I think it felt like two and a half hours for me. Um, so again, that's why I'm saying I could do an extra half now. I would have. I would appreciate it. I wouldn't have cared at all. I would have loved it. Um, yeah. So I think the, the editing's really good. Uh, as for the, the visual style, excellent, excellent as you would. I, it was, uh, the cinematographer was Rodrigo Perito, who also did Barbie this year. So two little candidates in that Oscar race there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just Nan's <laughs> making a goofy face at me. Um, but Yeah. So yeah, what he's done here, I think it's an excellent job. It perfectly supports the movie. Uh, it just captures the, I, I guess, the brutality of everything. Also captures in the the era of time that they're in. And I, yeah, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, when you come to the production design shot in Oklahoma, where the historical events actually took place, and it, it took place in real like Osage houses and stuff. So it's taking. Um, you're just getting a really accurate depiction of what happened because it is being shot in the place where everything actually happened. And it's just, yeah, it just makes it so immersive. And it's very rare for a movie to be, or uh, yeah, a movie for me to be heavily immersed in it when that's at a movie of this scale. Usually I only kind of, I only get really immersive at stuff like, you know, uh, I guess Dunkirk, Interstellar, um avatar top gun you know big screen large format stuff but it's and this one's it's very intimate it's a slow movie but i was just so immersed because all the technical aspects of the movie are just so far ahead uh of most things that are coming out at the moment and it, it just shows scorsese's at the top of his craft uh yeah i guess your costume design hits the same marks as well it, everything is just so hard to scratch i think robert robertson I think that's his name, who composed the score. Uh, sadly passed away in August. So this was his final score, but oh, it's just amazing what, it, what he's done here. It's just it's kind of like a, a heartbeat kind of score, so you kind of feel the events a little bit more so as this movie's going on. And it's just really, um, it, it's quite a, um, how, would I, how would I describe it? A really slow score and one that's kind of um, just dull and bluesy. And I mean that in a way of it's, aligning with what's happening in the movie it's it's really flowing with the emotionality of the film really well and i think he just does such a good job with it but when i think about the whole thing i don't think about the actors here i don't think about all that stuff i think about martin scorsese he is the you know he's the head of the ship for this i think um i'm not well versed in scorsese's filmography enough to say it's his best movie yet but i would say it's probably the best movie of his that i've seen and i've seen i've seen a fair bit I think everything is just here. Is it's all, everything's almost a masterclass, and it, it, it's hard to fault it. And you know, I guess you know, it's 
maybe the best movie of the year, <laughs> maybe top three. It's just, it's just so good. And it's just, it's something that's so extremely polished. And it's very, very, very rare for a director to get to this kind of level of quality with a movie. And I'll go to another level again with this and say that watching this movie, it's only a type of movie that, yeah, not many directors have hit. And you can go as far as to say as Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, they haven't hit this level of filmmaking yet. Steven Spielberg may be the only one around who can hit this kind of level of, you know, filmmaking quality. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. I'm looking forward to doing my score. But yeah, what were your, what were your <laughs> thoughts? I'm glad I put it as number four on my most anticipated. <clears throat> the name curse is broken. No, it's not. Oh. No, you've made bad mistakes. Yeah, I'm not forgiving. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I put it on number four as a reason. You know, Martin Scorsese and Leonardo <clears throat> DiCaprio, they were always great together. And uh-huh. clearly this film shows it again. Yeah. Um, you've talked a lot. It's hard to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I, I think the way... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what you said and try to say something else different. Okay, I'll, I'll probe you the questions then. Okay, sounds good. Um, oh, the one thing I do want to say is about the scores. Mm-hmm. I really liked how it used sort of Native American type style of mm-hmm. um, music. Like, yeah. I don't know what the instrument is. It sounds similar to a maraca. You know, well, it that. used Native American music. Yeah, it? yeah. yeah, and then like mm-hmm. windpipes, and then like yeah. it also inc- incorporated like blues type of music right at the start, like real happy mm-hmm. sort of good feeling sort of music and then yeah. like you can slowly throughout the film it starts to go away and goes more into that what you're talking about the slow mm-hmm. heartbeat type of music yeah. and it was just a nice seamless trend that if you go to films and you've got to air out for score you'll pick yeah. that up like straight away it's brilliant yeah 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 okay so in acting mm-hmm. so what were your thoughts on all of them and is there a standout or are they all on the same playing field you said Lady Gladstone was the standout. I think they're all on the same playing field. Um, what Lady Gladstone did, um, she was, I wouldn't say barely in it, but barely in it compared to, to the other two, you know. Mm-hmm. Most of the time she was um, in bed and the way that she acted while she was in bed was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like she had those, emotion, those emotional moments is where she really, really, um, mm-hmm. really, really shines in that last scene. Yeah. Um, that she's in was just the nail in the, mm. not nail in the coffin, but cherry on top of the cake, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Robert De Niro, this is probably one of the best things I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any of his earlier stuff from the nineties and, you know, yeah, earlier, mm-hmm. but I think this is easily one of the best things. And I think, um, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. has like a strong contender for Oh, um, yes. supporting actor for yeah. sure yeah, I, for me i think it's between these two at the moment i haven't seen everything else mm-hmm. or the other actors in it yeah. um leo's leo you know he's just fantastic and the thing i noticed about leo was that it wasn't just his you know um emotional acting or his over-the-top acting or yeah. um the way he delivers his lines it was also his facial expressions mm-hmm. um i hope people know what i say this but for the whole time Throughout the movie, his character always had like the Robert De Niro sort of little pout thing where he's like, Yeah, that yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And he was still talking, but keeping that little pout thing. Mm-hmm. It was insane because we all know that he doesn't really have that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't yeah. know if that was because of his character or if it was just something else he wanted to put in. Mm. But the like little facial expressions he's done is fantastic. And then obviously, he 
there's a moment in the film where he just lets loose and yeah. it's always fun watching Leo let loose. Yeah, yeah, it's always good, eh? Yeah, but but for me there wasn't really a clear standard. I think they were all on par with each other and they all did things like perfectly for their character. Yeah, no, I, d- I definitely agree. In terms of in terms of Oscars, they're all going to be uh, fierce competitors. But I, I think um, yeah, I think Lily Gladstone, oh, I don't even know if I'm best actresses and stuff. <laughs> Anyway, I, um, I think she was in supporting actress. She'll get it. Yeah, I don't know why she moved into lead actress. Um, she should have been supporting, and yeah. she is a supporting actress. Yeah, for those listening to this, she's she's in it like I guess more than Robert De Niro. Um, but still supporting. Leo's yeah. the clear lead of the movie. Definitely. Uh, I think it's the fact that um, Lily Gladstone's character is just so integral to the movie that yeah. it can kind of qualify for lead actress in a way. Yeah, but in terms of runtime, three hours and twenty six minutes. Some people are going to be um, deterred by that long runtime. Mm-hmm. Should they be? I know. No. If you're a fan of Scorsese and you're a fan of good cinema, definitely yeah. go watch this because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like you said, it, it just breezed by. You you barely even feel it. There's not a scene wasted in there. Yeah. And if there is just a scene, it's usually your cinematography, which you're just in awe of. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't even feel that runtime. You'll come out being like, holy shit, three, eight, three and a half hours are done, is done already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely go see it um, regardless because um, I think this is just such an eye-opening movie. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's very good. Uh, in terms of the runtime, I said I could go a half an hour longer. Mm-hmm. Would you have minded a half an hour longer? Uh, not in those seats. I was starting to get a bit uncomfortable. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> My knee we was... had good seats as well. I know, but I think, nice I, I think it was a thing of how it was like a footrest, not like a recliner. So there was that gap and I don't know. Just... Oh, you couldn't change it to where you wanted it to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a nice meal during <laughs> it. Originally, this movie, it was going to be released two weeks uh, theatrical and then drop on Apple TV. So it's financed by Apple TV and then distributed by Paramount Pictures. If this, if we were to, if we had to watch this movie at home, would it have the same effect, or would we love it as much, or is this a movie that people need to see in the cinema? I don't think it's it's a movie. I personally don't think it's a movie that needs to be seen in the cinema. It needs mm. to be seen on a very good quality TV. Yeah, um, that's for sure, and that's as far as I'll go to say. Um, because yeah. you won't be able to appreciate the uh, cinematography and the visuals on like some shitty, you know, 1080p TV. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I don't think it's one for the cinematic experience. Um, I mm. think people can choose whether they want to watch it at home. Just if you're going to watch it at home, have a decent TV. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I would I would argue to that in the fact that at home there's a lot more distractions. And for a movie like this, you want as least distractions as possible because you have to get into the story. And if you get into the story, and if you can't, if you don't get into the story because you're distracted or you missed little bits of information, then it's very hard for you to get into the movie. And it's a long movie to sit through if you're not really into it so yeah. I, it's a movie that you kind of need full uh full focus to watch so, but i uh, but i agree in the sense that uh visually and and through its sound it's not really uh it doesn't have to be seen in a cinema but a good quality tv will do the trick yeah, yeah. i know this is a front runner for oscars in pretty much all the categories do mm-hmm. you think that's justified now after seeing it oh, you asked me <laughs> yes of course <laughs> yes no oh man it's deserves all the oscars um, and you, we've been talking about when we came out of Oppenheimer, we said that Downey Jr. and Murphy pretty much has the Oscars and now we're coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick right now to win, I don't know, supporting and best out of, out of those two? Oof. 
out of a personal favorite, not who I think will win. Oh man, I would probably go Killian over Leo because all of our prime is basically Murphy, mm-hmm. and they're just so good that I would go for the one that has more screen time. Um, and then. Maybe De Niro over Robert Downey Jr. because De Niro again just has more screen time. Um, <laughs> but it's it's one of those situations where I couldn't be mad at either winning. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't I don't really know where the Oscars are going to go this year, but I'm I'm very excited because it's such fierce competition. Yeah, it's yeah. probably one of the most competitive Oscars in recent time. I think. I can't think of something that's yeah. Yeah, been this close, and not even just. Uh, like this close in terms of like our oh, stats or what's uh, tracking for where and all this kind of stuff. But like personally where I always go into the Oscars and I always kind of have one movie that I'm like really, really rooting for mm-hmm. this movie. Oh, this year I'm just going to have like, you know, at least a few where it's like, I just want them all to win. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have a La La Land and Moonlight fiasco again. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's Oppenheimer, oh, sorry. It's actually killers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ready for your scores? Yes. Let's do it. What is your score out of 10? Do your score first. Always my score. Fucking hell. <laughs> I would give it 9.3 out of 10. 9.3? I'm going to go 9.4. Yeah. I would say uh, it's a fair score. Like, I don't even know why I'm not putting it as like higher <laughs> than that. But yeah, it's. I think personally why I wouldn't go any higher than that is just that it's not... In terms of the emotion of the movie, it's not uh, heavily impacting emotionally. I definitely feel it, and uh, it's quite an emotional experience, but it's, it's not something that's hanging on me emotionally. You know, you get those movies that just, they really sit with you, and you're, like, there for, like, days, kind of like, oh, you're just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not one of those movies, but yeah, everything else is damn near perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one more question before we, before we check off here. Martin Scorsese, I don't know how familiar you are with his filmography. Where would you put this in his stuff? Is this the best thing you've seen from him? Uh, probably, yeah, probably best thing I've seen. Not favorite, but yeah. best. Oh, what would be the favorite? Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. That was a great yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites too, actually. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's our Killers of the Flower Moon review. Uh, if you want to read it, head over to moviegames.com at a later date, and we'll have our full transcribed a review up there and head over to moviegains.com as well and hit the home button and we've got a whole lot more other content there ranging from oscar predictions this one will definitely feature a lot on that tab (laughs) we also have physical media content there as well along with reviews and box office analysis and be sure to head over to our social platforms and give us a follow um we're quite active on instagram twitter and tiktok and youtube um you can see a whole lot of videos and memes and other podcast shorts there as well and speaking of podcasts head a search let's be real wherever you pod from and give us a listen we're quite active on spotify and everything else you know so yeah that will do us today we'll catch you next time catch you later peace